I think it's fair to say that the various failures and irregularities amongst the Star Entertainment Group have been well-aired through the inquiries in, in New South Wales and Queensland. But what this case does is really making allegations in relation to those individuals that we say need to be held to account for these systemic and widespread failures. Most of these allegations go right to the boardroom at Star. Is the allegation that they didn't have their eye on the ball allegedly in terms of those money laundering risks or pretty much rubber stamped it? There are a number of particular resolutions of the board that represents a failure of the board to properly exercise their director duties. Allegations that a board, when faced with information about money laundering risks, when faced with information um, from independent reports that said, look, there are real anti-money laundering or money laundering compliance issues here, that the board, we allege, just failed to make the inquiries that would be expected of a board. And clearly, running a casino brings with it a range of money laundering and other criminal association risks. Star Entertainment isn't the only casino that's been mired in some of these allegations relating to um, money laundering. There's also Crown Resorts. Why is it that ASIC hasn't taken Crown to court? The conduct alleged against Crown was, as we know, very serious. ASIC conducted a full investigation. We ultimately determined that there was insufficient evidence for us to take the kind of action we're taking here. So every case has to be assessed on its merits, but I think this case shows that where ASIC has evidence, it will take action for breaches of director's duties.